My name is Joanne Averson, and this is the podcast, Pain Removed, Performance Improved. In this episode of Pain Removed, Performance Improved, I wanted to share with you a crazy conversation I had with two friends of mine about ironing. Now, you might imagine what's that got to do with pain removed, performance improved? And well, the answer is quite a lot, actually. Um, I'm trained in something called structural integration, which is also known as rolfing. And unfortunately, it has quite a reputation historically for being very deep and intense, which it can be. But it doesn't necessarily merit that in that it can be profound without being painful. Although it brings me to describe different kinds of pain. And sometimes there's a pain which we could call a sensation of relief when you unstick tissue. And that's an amazing feeling. And it's very different from the kind of pain you experience when, for example, you drop a brick on your foot. They're very different. And I want to talk about them. They're they're different kinds of what we call nociception, where your sensory experience is one that is as if one part of you knows that one is random and one has a great deal of intentional integrity about it. And that's really the key behind the principles of Rolfing or structural integration. Before I talk about that, I want to explain what that's got to do with ironing, because when you do a treatment, for example, Often people say, oh my goodness, I feel as if I've been ironed. And that doesn't mean flattened, stretched and rebuilt. It it really doesn't mean that because what we need to understand before we start is that the fascial matrix in the body, the fabric of the whole form, is actually crimped. It has something called crimp. So it's not flat, straight lines of fibres. And we are called nonlinear biologic forms. And unfortunately, a great deal of what we've learned in anatomy and biomechanics um, classically is based on the idea of straight lines. And human bodies don't have any straight lines in them. And not even the tiniest amount of tissue or, or even your hair is straight, even if it's as straight as mine. I have very, very straight hair. My hair's like a horse's tail. And... There is no such thing. If you see it under a microscope or you look at tissue under a microscope, what you discover is that it has this thing called crimp. And I'll explain what that is in a second. But if you think about it, it's a keystone of our elasticity. And what that basically means is if you have a piece of fabric that you you pleat, you know, you fold and unfold and fold and unfold. So it's pleated. It has a spring-loadedness to it. It becomes springy to pull it open and let it shut itself according to the the folds. And it means that a larger surface area takes up a smaller space. Think about that. It's hard to think about, really. Think in 3D. But the body is... Basically, the tissue has a crimp. And if you see it under a microscope, there's nothing straight or flat about it anyway. And in fact, as we get older, we lose the crimp. So we get that sense that 
if you're my age, you say things like everything's going south or the wrinkles are increasing or my smile lines are deepening. When in actual fact, what's happening is there's slightly less crimp with every decade over a certain age, I think. But we won't go into that. What's this got to do with ironing? Well, think about it. Um, I must share this conversation with you, first of all. I don't iron. I mean, to me, I don't know whether I've got a gene missing. I suspect I have. As many of you know, I've I've studied archetypes with Carolyn Mace for many years. And I, in fact, I teach about them now and I, I work with them because they fascinate me, the physical archetypes of the body and how we express ourselves very differently from each other. But also the what we call the psychosomatic archetypes and the psychological archetypes. And a lot of it's based on Jungian principles of, I suppose you could call them personality templates, but I don't like that kind of rigid framing for things. It's just that when it comes to archetypal patterns, we all have archetypal movement signatures. And I think if we do something very different to our innate archetypal expression, um, we can learn by it for sure. That's not making it a negative thing. But knowing them makes a, a real difference in being congruent in your movement and manner and demeanor. And I suspect it has a great deal more to do with our physiology than we think which is why I teach it, of course. But anyway, back to my archetypes. I have, as everyone has, a set, according to Carolyn, uh, a set of about 12 what we call chronos archetypes or natal archetypes or original archetypes. And it's not as airy-fairy as it sounds because, for example, I do not possess a single caretaker, mothering, saviour, archetype. I just, I can't even tell you how difficult I find it in the mother role. If you talk about, I think in America, you call it an apple pie mom. I don't do apple pies. I'm so, I can't tell you. If you met my son, he'd laugh at you. If you said, oh, your mom's such a good mom in the grounds of, you know, housekeeping and meals on the table on time and carefully. I mean, t please don't get me wrong. I, I fed my son. I fed all his friends. I fed half the neighborhood. But by the time he was 11, he was doing the cooking. Not because I'm useless. I can do anything I turn my hand to with a, with a real focus in terms of making something nice. But if you asked my son, he'd tell you his father's the brilliant cook and his father can create beautiful things in the kitchen and his father's the chocolatier par none. And I was trained in all of that, but it was the, my fascination was with the chocolate and the creative side for me was how we created the end result and what it looked like. I have the artist. But I don't have the caretaker mom who made sure that my son got his chocolates. I mean, you've no idea how many years it was like, mom, it's Easter. Don't I get an Easter egg? No, Ben. I mean, he did. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't hard done by, but it's very funny. And in fact, the biggest thing I was concerned about was that he was born knowing that his parents had a chocolate factory. I mean, that's trauma waiting to happen. Can you imagine? 
finding out when you were born that your parents owned and ran the first Belgian chocolate factory in the UK. And that by the time you were old enough to find out more about that, your parent, your mother was a yoga teacher and a structural integrator doing rolfing. I mean, who cares? You, where's the chocolate factory? I mean, seriously. Anyway, so one of the, the other things that I didn't do besides cooking particularly well was ironing. And I was brought up by a mother who ironed everything, everything, towels, underwear, everything. I don't do ironing. And I buy clothes preferably that don't need ironing. And it's, I mean, it's just not on my list. And I have friends who I adore who might say something to me like, oh, I had the most wonderful day. You know, I really chilled out. I got all the ironing done. Oh, well, I was listening to music and I watched such and such. And I'm like, seriously? God bless you. I mean, I would rather record a podcast, find out that it didn't record, which I've done several times. I can't even tell you how cross I am with myself. And then do it again and find out that it didn't record. Then put time aside to do the ironing. I mean, it's just my way. And I remember reading once about different countries. The more spiritually oriented they are. I don't know if this is true, but I loved reading it. The more spiritually spiritually oriented they are, the more scruffy and untidy the actual country might be because their priorities are elsewhere. But don't judge don't judge a package by its wrapping, you know, a book by its cover, because it simply means the focus is different. And it made me think about different countries because I'm lucky enough to have traveled all over the world to an awful lot of countries and how culturally we look for balance, that we don't want to be too ordered and clean and tidy and neat because that's one thing, one end of the scale. And the other end of the scale, I suppose it doesn't work to be too scruffy and have no order and that we're always looking for balance in between. And how grateful I am that there's so many extremes. But I, you know, we're always looking for that balance. And the other day, I was looking for some spare linen for my son for his room. And I found a box where some things that were all matching duvet covers. I mean, don't laugh. The idea if that's hilarious in my house, I just buy all the same so that they're all the same. So then I don't have to have this issue. I can't get my head around it. Um, whatever that makes me, you know, I can write and talk about embryology and the human spine, but ask me to match a duvet set with its pillows. And I'm like, what? I, I literally feel like I have to really think about that. I know it's, it's a missing archetype anyway. And please don't think I think that's right or wrong. I'm just like, wow, I'm in awe. Uh, anyway, so so the, I was looking for these um, sheets and pillowcases and things. So I found this box with king size written on it. And I knew my son needed that size. And inside were ironed pillowcases. I'm serious. Ironed 
beautifully stacked, put away pillowcases. Oh my goodness. Now my mother did that. My mother did that. And when she came to stay with me for the five days that we were allowed in the summer, and God bless her, she had to do seven days of complete isolation in the care home where she is afterwards to sort of pay for it in a way. But anyway, we won't go there. The fact is, it was so wonderful to have her here. She said to me, is there anything that needs ironing? And I said, well, yeah, hello. I mean, there was an ironing basket, like some hopeful person had washed and dried everything and left it praying that one day it would be ironed. But knowing that whenever I can't find a T-shirt that I love, I go rummaging down that basket and iron it. I actually quite like the experience when I do it. It's just that I can never get myself to do it all in one go in advance. It's just a thing. Anyway, so mum had said to me, I want to do the ironing. I love it. It gives me such a sense of satisfaction. May I do your ironing? (laughs) Yeah. I said, but don't, please don't let anyone say that I only invited you to do the ironing. But anyway, she did the ironing. She was as happy as a pig in straw. And I had this pile of ironing, amongst which were these pillowcases. So I very proudly gave my son a set of ironed pillowcases and put the set on my own bed when I put clean sheets on. And I can't tell you how fantastic it felt when I made my bed with all these beautifully ironed pillowcases. There was this pleasing kind of sense of commitment and style and grace. I don't know what it was about, but it was lovely. And I was laughing with my friends about this because I have to say they all were like, what's ironing? And we all had our stories. I, I can't tell you, it was a hilarious conversation. But then I looked at them and I said, you know, a number of clients when we do structural integration say it's like being ironed. And they're not talking about being smushed and stretched and flattened. They're talking about the feeling that I got from putting ironed pillowcases on my bed. The feeling you get when when that T-shirt's ironed and you put it on and, and you look as if you took some time preparing yourself for the occasion or the day. And I have to say, it's changing my relationship to ironing. And then I remembered how satisfying it is when you've done something like used a foam roller and my very dear friends Sue Hitzman and Jill Miller of uh, Melt Method and Yoga Tune-Up respectively, their work really goes into that exquisite feeling that you get when you just get it right. You don't over-smush tissues. None of us believe in over-rolling or fascia blasters or anything like that. That's all complete nonsense. That's going to the extreme. That's the stuff that we don't do in rolfing and structural integration. In between those lengths, those extremes of crunkled up in the bottom of the laundry basket and looking fabulous on the bed or on the body is this place where 
you go through the sensation I talked about at the beginning, where if somebody who knows what they're doing and does it with you moving, which is the essence of structural integration, the client moves with the practitioner, there is a feeling of ironing out the creases that you don't want or that somehow feel so much better when they've been cleared. And it, there's a lot of research that it assists metabolism, it integrates tissues, it allows for tissue glide, and a much more um, congruent performance at a lot of levels that we both see and don't see, metabolically that we don't see, and, but we feel them, we sense them. And that sensation is of pain being removed very different to if you drop a brick on your toe and you've just got this completely arbitrary ow and how long is that going to go on for and have I broken my toe and oh my god and there's this sort of randomness to it. When you experience the sensation of clearing crimp in the tissue it's a very different feeling. It's a feeling of satisfaction. It's actually a feeling like scratching an itch and resolving it. And the word resolving is really interesting because solving and solution, we say solving a problem, bringing it to resolution is literally re-solute to, to turn it back into its liquid crystal state so that it can move, so that it can metabolize, so that it can be healthy. So that way of removing pain, appropriate ironing, <laughs> improves performance like in a way you can't imagine. It's fabulous. I know I sound like an advert for my own work, but why not? And it really changed my relationship to ironing. So I've asked my mum if she'll come and stay again. <laughs> no, seriously, we've been we've been asking for that for months in preparation for Christmas. This year, 2020, the year of the, I get to see my mum on the other side of a piece of glass. Thank goodness it's better than not at all. And um, there you go. My gratitude for today that my mum's here. And thank you for the ironing that you've done for me throughout my life, my darling. You've taught me more than you know. Treated me better than I deserve, probably. And I love you to bits. And here's to happy ironing, everybody. Stay safe. Stay close and have fun. <laughs>